Welcome to the Threat Show. My name is Darian Kimlin, VP of Technology here at Fletch. And joining us today is Chris Wilder, Director of Research over at Tag Cyber. Uh, Robert, our normal MC for this uh, this week, is out on vacation, so I'll be wearing multiple hats today. Let's get through the rundown of what the threats are for, for the week ending December 2nd, 2022. This week, we actually have a number of different types of threats seen over the past seven days. We've got a couple of different ransomware groups, a brand new zero day coming out of Chrome, as well as a number of new threat activity based in China, as well as some specific types of threats targeting shoppers over the the holidays, honestly. Pretty crazy stuff, Chris. Yeah, shocking. (laughs) Shocking they're targeting people at holidays. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of expected, right? So going through the list, we've got Maple Leaf Foods, which is a Canadian meat processor hit with ransomware based on a name called Black Basta. Now, from previous OSINT research, this has been tied or affiliated with Fin7. They haven't specifically gone into details around the methodologies of attacks, but given the fact that this particular group is very prolific, chances are the same tactics and methodologies were employed to compromise this organization. One thing that struck me about this is this is what not to do when you get hit. <laughs> right. This is everything you should never, ever do. You know, and I think that probably large part of this is Maple Leaf is probably trying to overly disclose. But um, this is something, you know, we're seeing, I mean, we've seen a lot of food processing plant, meat processing plants all over around the world. You know, a lot of sabotage and a lot of a lot of breaches and attacks, and most of them you don't hear about. They're just quietly pushed off to the left and pay the ransomware. But it's something that, as somebody who advises many many large companies, I would never ever go out and publicly tell them to pound sand. It's just not a good practice. Right. It it kind of sets you up as a target for other ransomware groups. Honestly, exactly. Crazy. And uh, wouldn't you know it, by end of November, we have a brand new eighth zero day related to Google Chrome. I think everyone is kind of taking bets as to whether or not we'll get up to nine or 10 zero days by the end of the year. But yeah, this is another first for for this particular year compared to previous years. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, Apple and Google are kind of in a competition to, I guess it's a race to the bottom. But yeah, I just actually just told my team that if they're using Chrome to update everything, and that's pretty much all you can really do. Yeah, Chrome does do a pretty good job of auto updates, but if it hasn't done it, make sure that you do it. I The other side of that too, is I also, we've talked about this twice, is some of the other secure browser companies that are out there. A lot of times they say this doesn't affect them uh, because even though they're built on Chromium, they already have the security controls built in. But it doesn't give a very good sign for for confidence in you know the Chromium browsers. It's it's a double edged sword, right? It, yeah. It's good that you know Google has a mechanism to push out updates very quickly. The biggest problem I think is just the usability disruption because you know keep in mind even though the updates push down to the browser, it doesn't get applied until you actually reload Chrome. So yeah. it's it's an inconvenience, right? A lot of people are like, well, I don't want to necessarily close out the browser because I'll lose all my tabs. So it's one of those things where you just have to educate people. Hey, look, this is part of life. You're going to have to reload the browser probably daily. That would be my 
expectation, you know, five, 10 years from now, just dealing with security updates, unfortunately. Yeah, kind of as best practices, you know, I, I tend to try to reboot my entire system a couple times a week just to clear out all the FUD. Exactly. So moving on, we've got a particular type of tactic that uh, is starting to ramp up over the holidays, similar to past holidays, honestly, where we've got cyber criminals that are typo squatting, uh, common Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sale websites, and are trying to entice unexpected shoppers effectively. This is not something that's new for this particular season. But what I found interesting about this particular tactic is that a lot of security companies will hurt when users visit domains that were recently created in the past, let's say, three, five, seven days, right? Which is what a lot of these cyber criminals have done, where they've stood up infrastructure maybe a week or two before the actual date of, of their campaign or operation. But now we're seeing evidence of cyber criminals you know, creating these type of squad of domains years in advance, maybe one to two to three years in advance. It's mainly a, a mechanism to avoid you know, the domain age as being a factor in, in defending against this sort of attack. It's going to be getting harder for defenders to be able to deal with this problem, not only you know, at the consumer level, but also at the corporate level. And sadly, C2 DNS protection doesn't really track this or, or even detect it. The one thing I would add to this is just as a general rule for consumers, you know, a lot of it's very convenient to put your credit card, you know, save your credit card in your browser, save your name, you, you address all that, save all your secrets in a wallet. In general, it's that's not a good practice. And, you know, a lot of times it's these these types of attacks are people will get, you know, unwittingly get get tricked. And if you have all of that information in your browser, just out of convenience, you're going to expose yourself and it won't be a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Using uh, payment systems that provide like one-time use credit card numbers yeah. is highly recommended just because mm -hmm. of the rampant fraud and abuse that happens around this time frame. Or get a, get a small gift card, fill it up with you know, 10, 15 bucks. There you go. So moving on, Mandian actually identified a brand new threat group out of China called Unk4191. They haven't necessarily assigned an APT designation to this because they're still gathering intelligence around it. But what's interesting about this particular group is that they're going after air-grabbed networks, specifically in the South Asia, Philippines region. So the primary infection vector was actually infected USB sticks. And you wonder you know, who uses USB sticks in 2022. And apparently there is still a valid use for this stuff in environments where the computer systems aren't directly connected to the internet. And so they found brand new custom malware, at least I think three different strains of malware tied to this particular group. It's likely their, their activity is going to grow further. The advice that we're giving our, our customers right now the smaller ones can't really afford this, but uh, it, in general, I think that guys like Fletch and are, are from a, an intelligence perspective, a threat intelligence perspective, I think it's so important at least to be up up to speed on what's happening, just know what's happening in the world and what's going on around you. But more importantly, I think if companies can invest in threat hunting solutions like Mandiant, that will help SOC teams and security teams to eliminate a lot of these these types of, of threats. And, and also, I mean, just in general, don't don't allow your employees to to use fobs. It's just, you know, you're just asking for trouble. 
exactly. So there's a bunch of other ways that they can prevent this category of attack. It's just a matter of what policies exist for each organization. Okay. And then lastly, we've got another ransomware strain that's targeting Chilean users right now over uh, fake COVID-19 information. Uh, specifically for websites that are hosting what appeared to be legitimate COVID-19 recommendations, but it's actually not. And it'll it'll be interesting to see if this sort of activity spreads further outside of South America to other regions. Yeah, this this would be an interesting one to watch. I think it kind of goes back to what's happening in the, with uh, you know bad bots and things like that they just a lot of these bots will start in one con- concentrated area and or the ransomware will start in a concentrated area they'll they'll figure out what the different vulnerabilities are what the different ways to get around things and then they just they just blow it up so this one's definitely you want to keep an eye on absolutely and we'll see how this particular ransomware group evolves further it's relatively new which is why we kind of flagged it for, for this discussion point. Yeah. And, and most users in South America tend to only use their phones as their connection to the internet. It's a very mobile heavy environment. This is something that's probably, there's some different eyes on the prize, you know, going through phone systems. People just click links. They just don't think through it. It's it's very easy to become complacent during the holidays. And that's yes, it is. <laughs> happening now, honestly. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Chris. This has been a pleasure. And hopefully the rest of the holidays will be uh, less intense. I don't know. What what are your thoughts as to how how the rest of it's going to go for the the new year? Any any new year predictions from your side? Well, we got we got through Black uh, Cyber Friday or Cyber Monday. <laughs> so it's a cyber every day is cyber in my world. <laughs> but, I, I think that 2023, we're going to see a massive uptick in nation state attacks against targets that are unusual things, you know, Southwest Asia, I think there's going to be an increase there. I think there's going to be a lot of more, a lot more hacktivism attacks popping up that are largely coming out of North Korea and Iran, um, because it's very profitable if nation states are sponsoring those. But I think 2023 is going to be a pivotal year in the cybersecurity world wholeheartedly agree well we'll see what happens we'll be here and see how the the rest of the world plays out once uh once the new year transitions yeah that's great thank you so much for your time chris and uh, always, we'll, always. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll be here next week to wrap up the uh the rest of the threats we see next Excellent. So join us next week on The Threat Show. Uh, Our guest speaker then will be Nathan Case, head of security over at Datadog, focused on healthcare and genomics-based threats. Thank you for tuning into The Threat Show. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to us on YouTube, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and interact with us on Twitter at The Threat Show. Also, be sure to subscribe to Fletch's interactive newsletter and Trending Threats app to go deeper into the stories we discuss and the threat index. Be sure to stay tuned to stay ahead of threats.